Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Tara Grace Erickson is here with us today. Tara Grace Erickson lives in Missouri with her husband and two sons. She studied engineering and worked as an engineer for many years before embracing her creative side to become a full-time author. She loves cooking, crocheting, and reading books by the dozen. Her writing partner is usually her Black Lab Ruby and a good cup of coffee or tea. She loves a happily ever after with an engaging love story, and that's why Tara focuses on writing clean contemporary romance with an emphasis on Christian faith and living. Thank you for joining us, Tara. Thank you. <laughs> I need to update my, my bio. There's three sons now since that has that, been written. That is true, and I knew that, and I didn't even... I could have done that, but yeah, there are three. <laughs> I've me. been trying to update it all the places that it is, but you know how they. I stole this yeah. one off Inspi Romance, so um, that's your Gravatar bio. Which <laughs> 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 you can access. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we? Do you go by Tara or Tara Grace in a situation like this? Just Tara is fine. Tara. Alrighty, excellent. And right. I'll probably say Tara, so that's just the other <laughs> way. <laughs> that's that's fine. I can listen to you talk, Norelle, all day. I love <laughs> when you're updating your bio, you need to add something about how you enjoy creating reels on Instagram because um, <laughs> Tara makes Instagram a much more amusing place to be with her reels. She's dove in headfirst and they're very amusing. It so. is my new favorite way to procrastinate writing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Tara is joining us to talk about her. Can we even call it a recent release? Because it was January, right? Yeah. Okay, I haven't released a new one since then. So okay. So it's her latest release, <laughs> her most recent release. So that'll work. <laughs> um Dancing with Dandelion, which was the last book in her Bloom, uh, Bloom Sisters series. And um, if you are around the podcast at all ever, pretty much there's always one of these books being mentioned for one reason or another. Maybe not every week, just every second week. There we go. <laughs> a lot, a lot. We love this series. And um, so we were excited to have Tara come talk to us about it. And so I'm not going to read the back cover. In fact, I am going to just say, tell us your author snapshot of the story. Okay. So <laughs> Dandelion, who goes by Andy, and you only call her Andy unless you want to incur her wrath, um, has been in the military for 20 years and away from her family for that time. And as she was retiring from the army, she uh, is kind of grappling with what comes next. And she moves back home to Bloom's farm where she's going to take over as the kind of head of security for, for the operation there. Um, and she runs into someone she knows from her time in Virginia and they're not on great terms. So this is a enemies to love or hate to love story uh, with some older characters. They're in their you know late thirties, early forties kind of age range. Um, and yeah, there he's a secret service agent. She's working security on the farm and um, her brother-in-law is running for vice president. And so they're, they're interacting throughout the process of working his events. Excellent. 
It was a very good snapshot. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm going to pass it off. Narelle has the first question. I do. So I really enjoyed this story. So it was lots of fun. And my question relates to how much I love the meet cute with Andy and Ross at the martial arts studio. I thought that was really cool. So my question is, what inspired you to include martial arts in the story? I am fascinated by the study of martial arts. I know nothing about it. I've done a few like jujitsu like lessons, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, when I, I actually had the title first, the title was going to be Dancing with Dandelion, but I didn't know Dandelion when I named the book. Uh, <laughs> but quickly it became clear that Dandelion was not doing any dancing in the traditional <laughs> yeah. sense. Uh, and so the idea of dancing as being how they refer to sparring was a really fun, fun twist on it. And so when I thought about how they would, why they would be sparring, it became this, well, they're both into martial arts and have been practicing for many years. And yes, the meet cute is one of maybe not my favorite I've ever written, but perhaps one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it was lots of fun and it was different. And I always like it when you find a meet cute that's different to what is not the same old, she spilt coffee on him type of meet cute. <laughs> that you'll see on a Hallmark movie. So I enjoyed that. So, so tell us story. a little bit about that meet cute then. Let's, let's whet our listeners' appetite for it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Andy and Ross are at the same uh, dojo in Alexandria, Virginia. This is before she moves back to Indiana. Okay. And their sensei decides to pair them for a sparring match. And because, you know, Andy is busy and Ross travels on Secret Service, assignments they have never actually crossed paths yet at the studio that they both attend fairly regularly and so they both kind of feel like it's it's their studio and um there's a lot of banter as they fight because there's a little bit of underestimation of the their opponent on both sides and Andy is kind of in a not a great mood to begin with during this encounter so I so Ross kind of gets a bad a bad shake at the on his first impression just due to what's going on in her head uh, and so you know I love Andy. the smack talking <laughs> both of them they're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna come out on top like mentally yeah. uh verbally as well as physically yeah that was fun yes the the banter was really fun to write and I think it was one of the things that Ross loved about Andy was that like she took his you know his jabs his verbal jabs and dished him right back and he said oh, he, you know he's not used to that most of the people he spars with you know kind of shut down when he when he niggles at them <laughs> yeah yeah super fun Valerie I found it interesting that she went back home and um, not because there's anything weird about going back home, but it made me think about how they say you can never go home again, right? That once you've been away for, you know, more than a week or whatever, um, things change and you change. So I was interested in what you, what kind of a thought process you went through as you were figuring out how she felt about being home and how home felt about her being there, like the adjustments needed for them, for both sides. Yeah, I definitely think it was a big adjustment for Andy. 
bigger than she thought it was going to be, I think. And a part of that, her journey throughout the story is figuring out, you know, she was kind of groping for her new domain and the assumption that it would be back at Bloom's farm because, you know, the Bloom family is super close knit. And, you know, I think no matter how long you're away from home, there's still this, you know, there's this attachment to it, especially since all of her family was still there. Um, So I think a lot of it was her coming to grips with, is this the place for me? Is it not? And at the end of the story, you know, ultimately she doesn't stay at Bloom's farm. Oh, um, spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It doesn't really spoil the story, but a brand new um, no. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. If, <laughs> I never considered the idea of whether you can't go home or you can, but um, that was where she needed to be at that at that moment in time for God to teach her some lessons and to to rely on him to write the next chapter of her story. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about all of the stories happening at Bloom's Farm uh, was a really key part of the story. And the tight-knit of the family made it a place where she could come back to. That was the safe place where everything else was changing and shifting, but her family and her faith remained kind of that foundation that she could that she could stand on. She's one of the older siblings as well, too. Yes. Right. So just the oldest, isn't she? She's not the oldest. Lily is the oldest. Okay. And then Hawthorne and then the two twins, Dandelion and Daisy. Yeah. Right. So some of the some of her siblings were still younger teens and that when she left home. Mm -hmm. So there would be a big adjustment just in figuring out, I mean they're her equals now as they're all adults yeah but she would still want to treat them like they were you know 12 (laughs) I would I mean I'm the youngest in my family so I don't really know maybe maybe no sorry my sisters definitely still possibly have trouble remembering (laughs) that um yeah I think one of the things one of the hard things was tying dandelion in earlier in the series because she wasn't she wasn't around for most of the storylines. And so you see some of her siblings reach out for advice or, you know, video call or whatever, or bring her in for a big announcement that they'd video call her in to announce that they were getting engaged or whatever. Um, And so you do see some of that, especially I feel like in Rose and Lavender, they're the, they're the babies. And so, you know, they, they tended to reach out and always Andy was kind of a safe person to reach out to because of the distance she had from the goings on, you know, she couldn't be intimately involved with the drama at Bloom's Farm, but kind of gave that that outsider perspective. Yeah. (laughs) The inside outside. That's interesting. Yeah. Can see that. So I liked the fact, um, although I will probably because of the three of us, Narelle, Valerie, and myself, I am the most likely to read romantic suspense. I think that's a fair statement. I read it. You read it. You don't hate it like Valerie does. I love it. I do. Years ago. (laughs) When I first started writing years ago, I thought about writing romantic suspense. And then I decided that I like like to sleep at night. scaring myself witless is not not my favorite thing to do to myself but I do enjoy reading I've actually recently read a couple of romantic suspense and this 
book is actually what sent me reading some more romantic suspense. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> so that was where I was. Um, I liked the fact that you sort of this, this, it's not romantic suspense straight up, but it's definitely like if there's romantic suspense light, <laughs> there are some suspensey type things that you added to it. And um, like Secret Service definitely sort of almost requires that it feels like but um, I think it pretty much does yeah it, it's you hard to have that job and then and it nothing <laughs> nothing happens in the story like yeah then he could have been like I don't know he could have been a janitor and it would have been fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah they to be forced yeah. to interact for some reason and overcome <laughs> some things together so it needed a little bit of intrigue but the main um, characters weren't in danger. And that, for, for me, for it to be a romantic suspense, you've got to have either the hero or heroine or both of them that are in danger. And so that's why I wouldn't call this romantic suspense. I'd say it's a romantic suspense element. Okay. Yeah. See, Narelle has a definition for every distinction. I like it. Some <laughs> here. Yeah. Take it. Okay, that. Um, yeah. So I, I was going to sort of ask, um, what prompted you? Was it just the career choices um, that that pushed it into that lane, or what? What else? What else prompted that choice to sort of start shifting suspensey ish? That's my new word. <laughs> suspensey ish. <laughs> uh, I think definitely for this particular book, it was the the fact that he was Secret Service, and you know, how do I? I needed to bring someone that she would have in encountered in the DC area and then give him a reason to be in Indiana. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> right. And so Secret Service made sense. And I also already had the tie-in with the politics with Harrison and his political career over the course of multiple books. Mm -hmm. And so it did, it just made a lot of sense for that to be there, that to be their tie-in and for the story to take on some, some more suspenseful elements. What was your thought process behind making Harrison running for vice president instead of president? Um, I think it was more of a realism <laughs> because he's still very young um, and fairly new to like the higher politics game. So in his book, he decides to run for governor. So he's a state senator. He decides to run for governor and gets elected. And so he's only been the governor for like eight years or something. I check my timeline. I'd have it in there somewhere, <laughs> but, um, and so like they, you know, politically they're choosing him for a reason, which is like, he's this very attractive, well-spoken white male. Um, but he's not going to be the main candidate in my, you know, logical, realistic, uh, even, even as an author, I couldn't, I couldn't make him be chosen for president. Okay. So just a clarifying question from someone who doesn't have governors in their country. So is the governor like the, the leader of the state? So he's, yes. he runs Indiana, which we would call a premier or a chief minister here. Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah. basically moving from state politics to federal, the national stage. Correct. With this leap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's a big leap, but there have been, you know, governor to VP, governor to yeah. president. It's, it's a pretty normal stepping stone. It feels like lots of, I mean, yeah, you can pick, pick your presidents. Most of them were governor at some point. In yeah. there. It, seems, it seems logical. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, from, from Canada, I look at it and I go, yeah, although here our provincial um, politics is very separate from federal, not very many people mm. cross over, oh. um, but um, 
that it's not, you know, outside the realm of belief that that could happen. And I yeah. think it's maybe more integrated in the States. But uh, I'm curious how much plotting you did for the whole series. Did you know all along? I mean, you knew Andy was in the army uh, and that she would eventually come back. But did you have this all all planned? <laughs> I knew I didn't know like Andy's specific story until I sat down to write Andy's specific story. I had laid out um you know, when, where each sister's story fell in this, in the series and kind of what the tropes were for each book along the way. So I knew Andy was at the end and I knew hers was going to be hate to love, but I didn't know Ross until I sat down to write uh, the book. So. It sounds similar to the way I do a series as well. I have some general parameters, but until the fingers hit the keyboard, there's a lot of mystery, mm -hmm. suspense I, even. But I was, I was trying to open the door when I asked my question. <laughs> um, you are, correct me if I'm wrong, doing a romantic suspense series where Ross exists, right? Ross and Andy will exist in that series. Will right. we see them? Will we see them on the page? We will. Yes. yes. Tell us, yes. tell us about that. So um, kind of at the end of the Bloom Sisters, there are a couple of different directions that readers will get to take or they can take both. <laughs> um, so one is Andy and Ross at the end of the book are starting a uh, security company back in the DC area. And so the first book, they are not the main characters, but they are in the, in the universe. Um, Andy actually does come back and play in a couple of key scenes, which is fun in the next, in the book, one of the romantic suspense series. The other side is that we're staying near Minden in Indiana with the fire department of um, the Minden protection fire district. <laughs> and so um, we meet some of those characters in this book as well and get oh. to follow them and stay. And that will be more pure romance. No, uh, no major uh, some suspense plots in those. Not a lot of suspensey ish things. I can feel a firefighter's <laughs> episode coming on in our future. <laughs> There's not as many firefighter books as you would think. There are There's not. A few. There's a few. I can yeah. review. It's harder for specifically Christian. Will your firefighters be CCR or just sweet? Which CCR. is not wrong. Yeah. CCR. Okay. I, I, and I, when I, is that first one coming out? The firefighter? Yeah. Um, tentatively at the end of may but um i'm okay. it's so been a little be bit slow more when we go to talk about firefighters it's not like this is some vague dream for you know 2024 or something guys no you know? no their their <laughs> covers have been revealed and yeah. there's some tentative release dates in the <laughs> but i'm i'm getting a little bit of a slow start to the writing of that one so we'll see where we end up as far as release dates I like gonna, the covers though. They're good covers. covers. Are fabulous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy with how those covers turned out. Yeah. You with did real a, firefighters on them. You blog, you did an Inspi Romance blog post, right? Yes. On them. Okay. Yeah. So you can go to Inspi Romance. And if you, the easiest way to find an old post, if you know who it's by, is you click on the authors tab and then you find the author. So scroll to Tara and then click on her name and it will then list all of her blog posts. And then it's easier to find 
So um, you want to do that because those firefighter covers are incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Will you be alternating romantic suspense with firefighter? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. the that's the that's idea. The plan. <laughs> Excellent. It's always good to have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always work. Yeah, whether it works or not, <laughs> there's a plan. plan. It's good to have a plan so you can say you had one and then you just don't worry about it. And then I see your Freedom Ridge mug um, because I think, did you have other questions about Dancing with Dandelion before we continue to grill Tara about the rest of her writing life? I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay, Go I think we I think we Go covered this story rolling. pretty well. So is there a season three of Freedom Ridge? Yes, there is. Yay, okay, Ooh. that's exciting. Will they be romantic suspensey like season two was, or are they going to be less romantic suspensey? You know, every I think every book is just different in that okay. series. Yeah, there's no there's no requirement on how much suspense you can or cannot have in that book. So some of the books have been heavier on the suspense, some of them have been lighter, um, and we just let the let the authors do what they want. There's yeah. a you know they have a length and it has to have a a faith arc and a romance and a happy layover after. So pretty <laughs> much it. And have we met your characters before? Um, we have met the the female character for my book. I'm not sure yet if we've met. I haven't really figured out who I'm writing about for that book. Yet. She hasn't met him yet. <laughs> I'm not sure. We maybe have, we maybe not. I'm not sure. Okay. Cool. Exciting. There's a lot of exciting stuff ahead. Um, is there anything you feel like you need to say about Dancing with Dandelion um, that you wish um, we had asked you? Well, I would say as just a as just a note, like I owe a huge thank you to my friend Brittany, um, who poured her army story out to me so that I could steal bits and pieces of it um, to, to hopefully make Dandelion a realistic character. Um, it was, it was funny to sit down and talk with her and she's like, oh, so you're writing, you know, an army character. She said, don't make her like Lara Croft. We're not, you know, <laughs> we're not the muscle women or, you know, anything like that. And so it was really fun to, to learn because I am not, you know, from very familiar with the military. We don't, I don't have any immediate family members who have served uh, in this generation. And so I learned a lot. I'm sure I made a ton of mistakes about what her military career would have been like. Um, but I just, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to her for, for educating me and letting me, letting me steal the bits of her story. So. That's the thing. We don't, we don't know what we don't know a lot of times too. So having somebody who's just willing to, like you say, just dump it out and mm -hmm. you can pick, pick from it. That's really helpful. We can't live every career that we want to write about. <laughs> Sorry, readers. we could. But we did well, it be writing if we did. That's right. <laughs> well, and I interviewed her um, almost two full years before Dandy's Dandelion Story um, came out. So it was like Christmas of 2019 um, that we sat down and had coffee together because it was back in my hometown and that was when I was, I was there and she was there because she lives in Virginia. And uh, it was, it was helpful to know some of that as I laced Dandelion back into the other books of the series also. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. 
Um, I think we've probably covered what's next for Tara, so I don't have to ask you that because we, we've grilled you on that. Um, where can everybody find you and your books? Yeah, uh, definitely on my website is terragraceerickson.com. Um, the NSP Romance blog is a good place to find me. Uh, in my newsletter, if you if you sign up for that, you get my, the first book of the Bloom Sisters you get on audio for free. So that's a good way to dive into the series if you haven't yet. And you also get a couple of other short stories, including one of the romantic suspense uh, lead-ins. And they can sign up at terragraceerickson.com. And you link Correct. your Instagram there so they can follow you on Instagram there. Probably. They, they need to. They need to go. <laughs> they need to go watch your reels. <laughs> on, on Instagram, I'm Tara Erickson author, I think is my it's my handle. Mom of three, one of them relatively recent, means that she doesn't remember for sure where all these things are. <laughs> my website, I just try to, uh, <laughs> it's fairly functional. That's <laughs> fairly functional. <laughs> better than, that's better than not really at all yeah. functional. So, no, it's yeah. a good thing. It's. A, I feel like that describes me most days. <laughs> Fair, <Yeah>. Fairly functional. <laughs> I need a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a good one. And you'd probably put some math symbols on it for the function part. For right? the function. I totally yeah, would. I love I, it. I totally would. Beth and oh, I share goodness. a love of math. So yes. Yes, indeed. Um, so if you have questions for Tara, you can leave them as comments on the YouTube channel or on the Facebook page. Nobody leaves questions on the Facebook page, but I'm going to keep saying it. So you're welcome. Because you could. You could do it. <laughs> but most people leave comments on the YouTube page, which is fine. But I'm sure Tara will come for a week or two after this airs to answer questions. I am not enlisting her to comments on this episode for the rest of her days. So um, <laughs> five years later. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um if you are over there on YouTube watching us, make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, that's it for this week. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye guys. Bye. Bye everyone. Bye.